0: Bibles we're gonna read we're gonna be reading several different texts here so grab your Bible we'll kind of go back and forth we're gonna talk a little bit about angels and our lesson today is entitled the invisible realm and how important it is to realize that it's not just what we can see with our eyes there is a divine in fact there's an entire world Outside of what we can see with our natural eye and I've, I've had people scoff at that and say oh That's a crazy thing and they say "Well, do you believe in uh, atoms? Uh, and and neutrons and microwaves and they're all invisible to the naked eye We didn't even know about them for <laughs> all these years, you know, oh, well, of course I believe them I believe in uh, you, do you believe in planets that are way beyond? you got to have a telescope to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to believe the world was. The, the entire world used to think that the earth. Well. They had no idea there was literally the, the expanse of the universe is so great that even with all of our tremendous technology. We can't find the end of the uni- the end of the cosmos. I can't say universe because. Now we have to describe other universes because there's so many of them. They, they say, well, there's that universe. Oh, no, there's this, and there's a galaxy over here, and then there's the Milky Way. And then see, all those things have come to light through scientific investigation, but they were there all the time. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting you could find this realm with uh, <clears throat> scientific. I, of course, I don't believe you could. I don't think you'll ever see angels because you're scientific knowledge is so great, you can, now you can see angels. Not very likely. Now, there's hundreds of references to angels in the Bible. The reason I say this is that uh, I'm a Bible-believing person, just like millions and millions. In fact, uh, it, it's so many millions that I, I don't even want to begin to count the millions, but it's actually way over a billion. So what I'm trying to say is many, many, many people are Bible-believing people. And so if the Bible says, now if the Bible just said one time, there was an angel and that was it, we might say, oh, what, wonder what an angel is. But it, it doesn't do that. It's very, very clear uh, that the angels are uh, active and that is another realm. In fact, in Colossians 1, where we will begin, we're going to read a couple scriptures and think about it for just a moment and then we'll walk our way through. Now, we don't have forever. It's kind of, you know, our lessons are uh, Well, they seem short to me. They may be seem like a lifetime to you, but they seem very short to me. So hundreds of references. In fact, listen, listen to this. See if this wows you in any way in the Old Testament. I counted 100 and I'm going to say six, but it does. I'm not trying to be get it exactly. I'm just saying there's around 100 plus references to angels and their immediate involvement in the Old Testament so a lot of people all the old testament they were a bunch of dumbbells back there and they didn't know any difference and so they they might dismiss that but that's that's interesting 106 i believe it was but in the new testament at off of the lips of jesus and the disciples and the apostles and all the events that took place in the new testament 165 references to angels That means, of course, there are more references. I think you figured that out. There are more references in the New Testament than back in the old, rascally Old Testament. Heard someone the other day making fun of the Old Testament. I said, you really shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Oh, uh, the Old Testament. Mm -mm. You You need to think through what you're doing. You do know there's consequences for everything that we do. We have to be careful, especially, I would think, when the angels are involved in, of course, supernatural activity in God's created order. In fact, uh, let's go to Colossians 1, verse 6. I'm going to read the first half. I was going to... I had another translation the last time I took it out. I I thought, it's no better than the King James. I'll just take it out. For by him were all things created that are where? In heaven. Are you awake? So he created everything that's in heaven. Everybody say heaven. And, everybody say and. In other words, the point of this is to say there's more than just the heavenly creation. But he also created all things that are in earth. Now, that's interesting. It does not mean in the core of the earth? It doesn't mean on the earth. This particular Greek word means with you can understand it to mean within the sphere of something. That's why the Bible can say in Christ, we are all made complete. Does it mean if we're inside of Christ? It means if we're within the sphere of what Christ is. In other words, he's here today. Are you in that sphere? Are you out of the sphere? I had one guy say one time, I didn't, you guys were running and jumping and shouting and all. I never felt anything. So there were two ways to go with that. I could have said, well, obviously you, you wouldn't because you're, <laughs> I could have said that, but I didn't say that. I could have said, I, I'm surprised you would, think you would think you would feel anything. You don't believe in him. Why would you feel it? But, of course, the truth was he did feel it, and I knew that. He wouldn't be talking about it. He wanted to put it down by saying that's a bunch of craziness when people are loud and they worship and they really love the Lord and they don't make any apologies for it. He wanted all, wanted all of us to think that he didn't feel anything, but the truth was he did feel it. And I know he felt it because the Spirit says that you that he will reach out to those who are to whom he's working, with whom he's working. Just like he's working here today. He's working on the Fourth of July. He doesn't, by the way, he doesn't take Fourth of July off. It's not independence for him. He never was an American citizen. For by him were all things created, all things, everything that is created. And, of course, the point is that it's not just what we can see that are in heaven and in earth, but the visible and the invisible. Is that what it says? Everybody say visible and invisible visible now that's the first half and that's very very important so it is that angels are involved there are angels here today there are angels involved in ways I'm not I don't believe I never have taught I've never tried to get people to think oh there's an angel over there. there's an angel over here and just get their minds on angels in a sense that's almost uh, unnecessary I don't mean that at all because some people couldn't make more of it than is real and and i could say especially the invisible i mean we could go that route to, to say that just because we're walking around down here on the earth doesn't mean that this is we're the the greatest thing that there is but we're not by the way we're not by the way the bible says we're made a little lower so don't forget that those of you that are thinking I mean, all of you are thinking, forgive me for saying that. Um, Those of you, I meant to say, what did I mean? Where did this French go? Uh, All right, I'm going to have to go quick. Um, So angels were made to be invisible. They were made to be invisible. So we don't have time to do like an in-depth thing, but I I don't want to rush here. Because we were not made to be invisible. If you think you're invisible, you're probably in a hospital. Because you were not made to be invisible. You are not not invisible. But angels are, the Bible, Hebrews calls them ministering spirits. So that's one way to think. So if we were really digging into it, I'm not I don't I'm not here to explain angels, I'm here to talk about angels, that angels are working. Now, here's how they work. Verse uh, 16, the second half, whether they be thrones. See, this is why I wanted to retranslate it, but you're just going to have to accept the fact that these categories are tough to for the human mind because well, first of all, they're invisible. The categories we're talking about are invisible. They work themselves out in the human realm. For example, I happen to believe in demon possession, or I believe that the devil can cause people to do things. And and I know a lot of sinners that say, well, the devil made me do it. They say that. And I say, well, that's amazing admission, because they don't really mean it. But I tell them, he really did. <laughs> he really made it. Hallelujah. Hey, you're starting to wake up. Whether they be thrones or dominions, Okay, you know, you know, a dominion has to do with the kingdom, so let's just leave it there. Or, and here's the tough one, that's why I've added in a little bit of a, a little help, there a little translation, because principalities, I'm not saying that if I translate it rulers of darkness, that that helps us a whole lot, But, um, but, but that's what a principality is. It's where you have those that are in charge, those that are, Uh, powerful we might say the rulers of of darkness or the or powers which now i'm going to use the word authority see you see that even though i'm using direct translation from the greek and i teach greek I've got a degree in Greek, so I'm not here to to wonder if that's what it is. I know it's the word authorities. The question is, what do you mean when you're talking about a realm you can't see? You're talking about heaven and hell and angels that rebelled and evil and all of that. It's just almost beyond our comprehension. But I'm here to tell you that angels are real. Evil is real. And God is greater than evil. Hallelujah. He created everything. Now, he didn't, of course, create evil. Evil was birthed in the heart of Satan, the very first one. that re- Sin really began in the universe. It began in an angel. So you talk about an amazing thing to even think about, but I'm not, I'm not going there. Whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were made by him and for him. And that in itself is a a tremendous lesson. Now, let's go to the next slide. I'm going to. Oh, I got to get this. Hold on. I still got camping in Canaan. All right now. So let's look at Psalm 91. Now, I've decided to go this direction because I'm I don't have a lot of time. I want to talk about the importance of angels, the uh, and. uh, And how they impact our lives. And so this we're uh, referring to in Psalm 91 is that angels are involved in our everyday lives, whether we think about it, recognize it. I have to admit that most of the time I'm not aware or think about. The fact that that was an angel. And the Bible even refers to this, and I'll, I'm going to bring that up in a moment, that there are times when you're actually involved with angels. This is That to me is, and some of you are already thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? Uh, we're talking about angels being involved in our lives. Now, most of the time, I would say, I, well, how do I know? I don't know, but I, I suspect that usually, like, for example, I, I don't know... Uh, the angels are not visible. That's what I'm going to say. Well usually they're not visible. They, they can't be seen. If you see them, well, we're we'll going to talk about that in a moment. But if you happen to see an angel, then something very powerful is happening because uh, you can't see them with the naked eye. They can't be seen with the naked eye. There has to be something done for you to see them. And uh, But let's look at Psalm 91.11. For he shall give his angels charge over you. Now, I just want to pause there for a moment. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know that God can place you in the hands of his angels? (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And some of you right now are receiving strength by remembering that whatever you're facing, for example, oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, I knew this was going to get to me. Okay. Uh, someone is about to cross over into the invisible realm. Their body will remain, but they pass on in death, and they're walking into heavenly places. Let's say the presence of God, whatever way you want to. I don't want to go into all that, but then that happens. the child of god is ushered into the presence of god by angels that are and this is i wish sometimes i got i garnered more strength from this than because i've i've wrestled with people who's uh lost the dearest people in their lives and it's it's a tremendous tremendous thing to lose forever the people that you love but to recognize that god has given his angels charge of the moments of your life not just then of course but i want i'm using this as an example that the angels then are are ushering the child of god into the very presence of the lord hallelujah so lord i, I where am i where am i lord what's happening we're, we're the angels of the lord we're we're going with you in It's a wonderful thing, and I've known many times that people would say, I see them, I, I see them, I see them. Well, they were at that point where they could now they could see into the someone said, Oh, they had a vision, and there's this whole discussion about people because you know even non Christians say they see a light and so on they and I've said, well that I'm not the least bit surprised that When you're leaving this world and whatever it is, but seeing a light is not is is, listen, folks, just seeing a light is not what it's all about. That's good. I mean, you see a light that means there's something happening but of course the psychologists say well and 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 they're not mean they're not being mean they're saying well all these people die they see this light or they see this or they or some people say they're in hell or whatever that's got to be their imagination that's what they say their mind takes them into this fearful zone and so on but of course at the point of death you're you're seeing beyond uh the natural and what's amazing to me is that they're still here they're able to say i i see it over there and here, here i am <laughs> hallelujah when we baptized my 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 one of the dearest people in my whole life my grandma french and and it was i was so excited she was 86 and we baptized her in jesus name and and she came up out of the water we had uh they all ran and grabbed those this, this was back w- many years ago, but they grabbed those little flashlights and they were like super flash, They would flash and your eyes would just do this kind of a thing. And so when she came up out of the water, everybody went wham! And took her picture coming out of the water. It was beautiful. And I, somewhere, uh, th- there's one, I don't know if I actually own it, I tried to you know, get it, maybe I'll get it one of these days. And it's like a, we used to call those Polaroids. You could take it and then you could look right at it. And uh, she came up out of the water. Wow! She was a shouter. Wow! Wow! Hallelujah. And I thought, whoa, she's really getting blessed, getting baptized. And she said, I saw the light. She was so excited. I saw the light, <laughs> she said, and I felt so bad. I said, well, Grandma, but we were all taking polar. We were taking your, I'm sorry that we, you know, flashed and your eyes were closed. She said, oh, honey doll. She said, I, you don't think I know the difference in a Polaroid flash bulb and the lights of heaven? She said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I believe she really saw the light. She saw the, she saw the light. Hallelujah. So he shall give his angels charge over you. Some of you need to make a note of it in your heart. You say, I wish, I don't understand. Well, he's, he's put his angels in charge of you. Just let him take care of it. He's, he's able to help us. To keep you in all your ways. Does anybody want God to keep you in all of your ways? Praise God. Now, I want to repeat what it just said because some of you may be missing the point. Angels are involved in every step of your journey. They keep you in all of your ways. Now, inevitably, people will say to me, Pastor, but why didn't he do this? And... And I, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fuss at somebody for saying it. Because when uh, uh, I've had times in my life when our children, the doctors would say that's cancer or whatever it is, and and I would say to myself, "Oh God, I can't. Oh God, I just can't. Take it. I can't take it. I don't. I don't know what's going on, Lord." In fact, I had a whole season in my ministry where. I had to work through why, why, why I thought it's going to lose a child. And I just I couldn't deal with it. It was like, Lord, what's wrong? Maybe I'm maybe it's, you know, whatever. I just couldn't figure it all out. So I had I preached a whole sermon on it's okay to ask why I went through the whole Bible, all the places people ask why. And God never fussed at him for asking why if it was done with faith and sincerity. IN FACT, I THINK YOU'D BE A, a COMPLETE NUMBHEAD, IS THAT OKAY? Sister Lynch, CAN I USE THAT TERM? NUMBHEAD? NO? OKAY, I CAN'T SAY THAT. Um, I CAN'T SAY NUMBHEAD. I CAN'T SAY YOU'RE A NUMBHEAD if you, IF YOU SAY THAT. I'LL HAVE TO SAY SOMETHING ELSE. I DON'T KNOW WHAT ELSE TO SAY. YOU'RE A REAL BLITHERING, CAN I SAY BLITHERING? NO, I CAN'T SAY BLITHERING. Um, uh, blithering is in the dictionary. I, I, can, I vouch for blithering being in the dictionary. You are truly saddened if you miss what God is doing. And God would never say, you can't ask why. Just think of it. How many knows that a mother, let's take a mother for example. There's an age where a child asks why every three minutes. Why? 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 And nobody would say, you mothers should just really ring their little, no, you wouldn't say that because you fully expect in fact i would think it would be in uh oh, it would just be inexplicable that god would think that we would lose our children to cancer and never even wonder what is going on in fact i think god wants us to think about what's going on he doesn't want us to be a bunch of What word can I use, I'm trying to think of a word. He doesn't want us to be just a bunch of little unthinking, thank you, Sister French, unthinking people. But then the end of that little message was you can ask why all day long. He doesn't have to tell you because we're going to understand it better by and by by and by when the morning comes when all the saints of god are gathered home we will tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by Praise God they're involved in every step of our lives now let's go uh, now to another scripture I'm going to read a text of of a translation I do translating occasionally Uh, in fact I've translated whole sections of the Bible I enjoy doing it because I teach uh, ancient language but I rarely use the the new American I think most people think of it as the American standard because it, it came down the pike and i was looking the other day at where the new american was this uh the this, <laughs> the american standard now they call it the new american standard there's nothing new about it but it's called the new american standard and uh there's a lot of reasons i i don't particularly like it and evidently a lot of people don't like it because it's only got a little teeny sliver of the bible market Little teeny weeny. i mean this is very tiny it may be like well it's way down all right but every once in a while uh, they're and it's not because they weren't great translators it was they had a theory about the verbs where they translated the verbs in a way that just seems really. Uh, unique and it's been criticized for this and so that, for that reason maybe and then of course there's so many other translations but I want to read it of course the the King James are f- very familiar with but let me read it from the New American do not neglect. To show hospitality and that's another reason i've chosen this translation because um, the word entertain is perfectly legitimate the king james says entertain and about half the translations will will say to entertain strangers which uh which is fine which is very good but since the word means to be hospitable to entertain them hospitably then i went with this and there's others that do but there's there's more here do not neglect let's say to be hospitable to strangers. Now, I've been criticized for this many times, more times than I, I i have to say. I'm really not thin-skinned, but every once in a while, I want to say to someone, when they say to me, you should run them out on a rail, which is the old expression. I don't know what it means, but I guess something about a train or something. But anyway, um, they think I'm too soft on people who aren't deserving. thats That's what they think. And, uh, or, or if they, they it, often it's people that don't really know. For example, they might say, you. Uh, well, in, in some cases, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, recently there was a situation where it was a question of was it safe? Was that person safe? So was I using my head in helping those people? Because they might not have been, been safe. They might have. What if they had hurt you and so on? So I, and I, I understand that. That's true. You have to use a lot of caution and wisdom, especially uh, I'm, in, I'm in this church by myself considerable hours, prayer and study and so on, when others are coming and going and so forth, and then someone comes, so I have a policy. So I, I, I'm not trying to act like I have no brains at all. But I want to just tell you, I do not make any apologies for feeling compassion for people. And the common expression to me is they're not worthy. They're going to go out and spend that on so and so. And and I get it. You know, if they're going to spend it on booze, are you helping them do it and so on? No, no, no. I do everything I can. I work with it. But there comes a point. Now I have a we have a regular that says that they're so and so and I know they're they're ill but their son is having surgery every time I see them he's having surgery and it's a major I told him he had that already you you maybe it's something else you know it's, it's always this heart thing and they're going to do this and that and I said well they've taken his heart out every time I've seen you <laughs> and fixed it he should be pretty well have a good fixed heart so you'd think maybe it's brain surgery or something, and, and, and he would, uh, no, it's, it's, it's his heart, Reverend. It's his heart, it's his heart. And, and he really believes it. He believes it. But I make no apologies for having compassion on people. Now, wisdom and caution and care and, yes, all that's vital. You have, to, you have to use wisdom. But what I don't ever want to be is calloused. I've told the Lord. I've said, Lord, now, I, I have a weakness in this area, so you have to help me. But I do not want to be callous to people. And when a man says to me his son's having his 29th heart surgery this year, of course, he doesn't come by 29 times a year, but you, you understand what I mean. Had a fellow come by, had a nicer car, a nicer phone than I had. And the story told I know was not true. I knew it wasn't true. I knew when he said it, it was not true. That story was not true. And I put my arms around him and I said, L- I want to pray for you. I want to help you if I can help you. And I said, the best way, and I got some food, we'll give you some food, and here's a little money, but, but the best way I can help you is to pray for you. I don't ever want to be so callous. Folks, I want to tell you, this is what the Bible says. You might be entertaining an angel and not even know it. Now that to me is one of the, I've often said, Lord, that's the strangest verse in the Bible. That we might be meeting people that are actually angels. That means that angels are coming along and that, that has to mean, I mean, you'd think about it, that it has to mean that, that that they come. Oh my goodness. They come along acting like they're strangers. And they and they pose certain uh i mean of course they have to tell the truth how many things angels are supposed to tell the truth i don't think angels could come down and say i'm lying i'm I, they couldn't have a son having surgery ninety nine times not an angel so I'm, I'm quite certain unless that angel's been here for several years that that fellow's not the angel but that you might be entertaining you know what this is really telling us though and i know i'm not going fast enough i just feel this in my heart and And I feel the presence of the Lord that everything that we do, even meeting a stranger, could involve the activity of the invisible realm. Can we just lift our hands and tell the Lord we want to be a part of his kingdom? Father, we thank you. Thank you for your presence, Lord, and your blessing. Ask you to help us in Jesus' name. Okay, let me go a little faster. I'd like, I've got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just not, I'm just going way too slow. All right, so if you're going to see angels, now this picture, let's go to the next one. This picture is a artist rendering of Elisha when the enemy came to the city and his servant said, oh, look at all those soldiers are going to get us. We, oh, we're just two of us and all those soldiers. Now, down where the, about half the picture's, you know, behind the verses. But you see the tops. Uh, I hope my watch is right. All right, now, these are the heads of the soldiers. I know you can't tell it, and they're all down. This is the top of the, uh, like a little citadel or something. The city wall, I guess. But but up here, I hope you can kind of tell it's not easy to see. Are, are you able to dim these lights, dim these lights for a second? They, it wouldn't hurt them to be off anyway till we till I'm done. I mean, it doesn't I'm just saying it because I, I see uh, dim these lights right here. OK, now see right there, the art. It's hard to see in that big of an image, but I'm looking at the actual a small original version. It's not the, I mean, I made a copy of the original, but that's a, that's the chariots of angels. And the prophet Elisha prayed that God would open. Uh, So, so Elisha knew that the angels were there. Now I know they're here by faith, but I don't see them. In fact, I will admit readily. I'm not, not embarrassed to say I've never seen an angel ever. And I've had people say, I saw an angel, and so on, or whatever. I think I met an angel. I have had experience with angels, but I didn't see them. I'm trying to tell you, I have never seen an angel. Now, maybe before I go to glory, I'm going to see it, and I'm going to know that's an angel. I don't know. But Elisha had the vision in the spirit. I don't mean he had a vision. I mean he had the spiritual vision he i'm talking about his eyes he could actually see and the servant saw them now what is this telling us and i could i I'm, I'm trying to hurry so uh and when the servant of the man was risen uh, about in the middle there gone forth behold a host com- encompassed the city both with horses and chariots and his servant said unto him alas my master someone said to me oh you mean it was laughing because he said uh, hey, we all know that angels don't ride chariots and they're not in horse horse-drawn chariots and so on and that's just because that was ancient days if, if it had been today he'd been driving a sports car that's what he told me he was making fun and i said that's so interesting that you know that angels do not drive chariots how did you know that you knew that because how'd you know that how'd you know they would drive a car if they came to he didn't know that at all That was to him a way of saying, I'm smarter than even the Bible. That's just what men drove in those days was chariots. I want to tell you something. If you saw an angel driving a chariot, he was driving a chariot. And if you saw him walking in front of you, he was walking in front. I tell you what, if you ever see an angel, you won't be making fun of it. I'll tell you that right now. But that's another story. Okay, let's go to the next one. So he had the, the, he had the vision. Now, let's go on Ephesians 6. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So God has ordered the angelic realm that is closest to heaven, in heaven. They are in heaven, the angels of heaven closest to the throne of God, to remain invisible to the human earthly realm. If you ever see them, something's going on. There's something, there's some purpose in it. I love God, believe God, believe in angels, have my, my entire life. I'm 61 years old, but I've never seen them, never seen one. I, I'm not praying to see one either. That, not, the Bible never told me to pray. There are too many people going to hell for me to be wasting my time praying that I might see an angel. By the way, I don't need to see an angel to believe it. The angels are active on our behalf in spiritual warfare as protecting warriors. That that is to say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay, so they are warriors in battle against the invisible forces of evil. Now, let's go to one more. I'm going to see if I can get a couple more scriptures in here. Uh, I can't. Uh, Let's stand. I'm sorry. I wish I could. I wish I could. All right, let's stand. All over the building, let's just stand together, and let's pray that God will send us a mighty revival uh, in these last days. Can we do that at the Fourth of July weekend? Father, right now, I thank you because you are a mighty God. Pray that you'll work in people's lives today. Let the spirit of the Lord work within us. Let your presence be felt. And, Lord, I keep your hand and keep us safe, each one in Jesus' name. And send your angels, Lord, we pray.